Yesterday, the United States witnessed a medical miracle. Yeah, they're all guilty. Guilty as fucking sin, mate. Guilty. All right. C-A-W uh, in the chat. And uh, hey, dude, I'm, I'm going to spend most of this stream <laughs> looking at Ukraine, I guess. <laughs> That's the big news. So, uh, yeah, if you want to hop on, let me just uh, get through the intro. Get yourself uh, coffee and what have you. And when you're ready. Uh, let me know, and uh, I will. Um, I'll, I'll bring you on. Yeah, there you go, folks. Uh, impromptu uh, appearance by AW. Always welcome. All right. So, uh, what are we going to be doing today? Well, yeah, as I said, uh, <laughs> Ukraine, obviously, bridges blowing up, nuclear power plants about to blow up. Uh, I don't know what's going on on the ground with respect to the advances being made by Ukraine. I don't see any advances. To tell the truth, um, I mean, if this is their big push, um, they haven't pushed very far. And so we'll have a look a bit at that. And uh, yeah, that's um, and then some SARS stuff and uh, some shades. So let's uh, let's let's jump in. Did I'll do uh, what's his face? 
That is me. Uh, I am a legit scientist. All published and shit. She. Um. <laughs> I think. Uh, I'm not sure who did this meme actually. Ted Bowsox, maybe some someone. But anyway, uh, Kumbo. <laughs> um. So. We'll move on. If you've wandered in here, what's going on? Uh, my name is uh, Dr. McCann, legit scientist, and uh, yeah, what can I do? <laughs> Work, damn you. Did I come on? I'll do uh, what's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a legit scientist, all published and shit. She. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff Sweet for Mars for that. He does great shit. Um. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I spend a lot of my time uh, going through uh, what, what is medical tyranny, medical and scientific tyranny at the moment and uh, trying to do my best to help people navigate uh, through the uh, through the mess that are our institutions at the moment. And uh, because of that, I am, uh, how shall we say, persona non grata on the internet. And so uh, I have to... Uh, duck and dive, bob and weave, governor, to get past all the censorship. And the way that we do that a lot of the time is via mccandojo.com. You can go there and you can find uh, ways to uh, support public access science for the public, by the public. Uh, I've got a little bit of scientific uh, news update today. Um, Patreon.com, if you want to uh, give me a steady income, but... Uh, don't mind them taking 20, 30 percent. <laughs> oh, oh, there's the WTYL.live tip jar. Yes, our own payment processing platform and our uh, new new payment processor, Streamfags, who'll take your GayPal payments. Uh, each one of them works. Buy me a coffee, subscribe to our cryptocurrencies are all in there as well. Join the Discord chat. A uh, lot goes on there, and uh, you'll find the information there first before uh, I start talking about it. And, of course, register to be notified. We uh, pay a lot of money to uh, send out uh, bulk emails. Um, you can go there, boom, do that, and, uh, yeah, just put your email in, say, I agree to receive newsletters, and, uh, yeah, you'll be uh, good to go. Now, um, oh, let's Use that, yeah. Just uh, remind people about uh, what's that? Buy me a coffee, of course, and remind everyone that uh, all this, um, all this e-begging actually goes to um, building out tech systems, tech platforms to enable us to continue to reach out and touch the enemy. And uh, WTYL.live uh, is our main streaming platform at the moment. And we have a new one which is coming online right now. Um, I don't know why I'm not live on there, but I think the upload will go. Um, but this will be scaling out um, in the coming weeks. And uh, it's nearly nearly ready prime time. It's got a special wrapper to go around it. Um, it'll be very cool. And uh, no need for you to go to YouTube anymore. Um, 
So, uh, with uh, all the uh, housekeeping out of the way, uh, I, I mentioned the Kentucky uh, Truth Conference. Uh, Mark is there, um, who's Tonic Live. Uh, he's there with Karma Doc, and they're showing off uh, a poster that I made and some uh, graphics, um, trying to help to um, raise money for the experiments that we've got planned and we're close we've got one rat um purchased and uh we i've i've had to get rid of the well not that i have to get rid of it but it won't let me update anymore i'm completely i'm completely barred from um streamlabs so i can't update that thing but between the last stream and this one, there was another about $300, so about $1,000. So about halfway there for our total for the month to, like I say, be building out all these systems. Uh, Keeping the uh, old tax evaded bleak Simon Phoenix in Mackie D. Drop box, drop box, drop box. Uh, F. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can see the poster here. Um, where is it? Here. This this was the poster. Um, I wanted to give you a sort of uh, up up close look at it. But um, there's a whole variety of disease type models in which we can uh, inject these uh, gene transfection technologies. Um, hypertensive, um, cancer prone, uh, diabetic. Um, all sort of chronic inflammatory conditions and um, yeah I think it could make for uh, an interesting study um, all right so let me just see if uh, old aw is uh, ready let's uh, let's do this because everything that I had after this is oh let me just play this from mark it is October the 8th, year 2022, and we are at the Kentucky Truth Summit. As you can see here, it's uh, lunchtime. Richard Urso and several others have uh, already presented. In the middle, we have a board of, uh, it looks like, uh, 48 of the uh, stories that are on the COVID humanity betrayal memory project chbmp.org you can go there and a lot of these interviews are covered again on rumble multi-hour interviews about people who have lost children spouses to the remdesivir protocol we also have an awesome three foot by four foot board for the uh, raccoon squad here kevin mccairn raising uh, awareness of the need to fund citizen science and of course we're branding the houstonic live show and the need to understand the present by understanding the past. Yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. It is shout out to uh, shout out to Mark there doing the Lord's work. Uh, let me just find uh, AW.
And uh, what's uh, oh yes, some other news uh, before we get into that. Uh, Jay's latest account uh, is fallen. We'll uh, play the Shahid music. Doing the Lord's work and uh, taking the bands on the chin. You're not getting banned. You're not doing it right. I have to say. Um, so shout out to Jonathan. Get get back up on your feet, sir, and uh, get on with it. Um, oh, more Shahids. Sarah Lee, WWE star, dies suddenly, age 30. I can't imagine why. Um, bit butch, my liking, but, um, yeah, uh, died unexpectedly. Added this 17-year-old uh, vaccinated daughter of Illinois Democrat, uh, Sean Castor, died in sudden cardiac arrhythmia. Yeah, the lawmaker has finally broken his silence after keeping silent for the past four months since passing his daughter in the state of Castor's when he was healthy and fully vaccinated, passed away as a result of sudden cardiac arrhythmia. Heart arrhythmia is also referred to as cardiac arrhythmia, it's an abnormal rhythm of the heart. Gwen died two weeks before her father won the Democratic primary in the 16th century. We don't know what caused the arrhythmia, and likely never will. All I can say is, it's this type of civic duty that we should be applauding and the Shahids as they step forward to make sure that they're better, that those that need, the stakeholders that need to keep eating steak can do, that they can drive their fast cars while you're stuck in public, public transport. That's right, folks. Support the Shahids. And what are you doing? Why aren't you stepping up, Lick Spittles? No backbone. Get on with it. Get the shot. Help the stakeholders. Shout out to the Shahids. Let's see. Problem on my end. Anytime. All right. Let's let's try and bring in Armchair Warlord because we're going we're going into Ukraine right now. Let's try this. See if he picks up. AW. Hello, you hear me? I can hear you. All right, let me uh, get out your stream audio here, and uh, all right. Yeah, well, hello. It's coming through, good and strong, and uh, no uh, <laughs> people in the chat saying Slava Cocaine. Um, yeah. Well, um, you well, sir? I'm oh, doing doing just fine, thanks. Do you, <clears> do, <throat> you want, do you want to come on camera, or uh, you want to sit on the uh, on the side there? I'll I'll, uh, I'll stay off camera this time for pretty prosaic reasons. Honestly, I just just got up and I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I I get it. All right, so uh, my um, first uh, story. Well, I'll, I'll I'll skip this one. I, I, I I've seen this guy before. I, I don't know if you. I'll share my screen with you. Um, yeah. Probably a good idea. Um, uh, but I'll not. I'm not. Uh, I can, I, I'm watching your stream right now. I can just watch what you put up. It might be a little bit of a delay. Um, 
I don't know this guy's name. I've seen him before. Um, Ex-serviceman, served in Iraq and um, literally for about two minutes just goes off on um, how incredibly stupid the uh, war of choice, because it does seem to be a war of choice being initiated by um, NATO. He pulls no bones about it that it is a NATO proxy war. Um, do you know this gentleman at all? I've never never heard of him before. I mean, he's that's his take on it. It seems, seems like he's probably probably knows what he's talking about. Uh, would that be a marine? Uh, yeah, that, that guy's a marine. Yeah, um, yeah. He he, so, he doesn't so mess about. Maybe uh, if I oh no, if I do if I do this maybe i can play it and then we can tell me if you hear this if you really care about the ukrainian people like you claim you do then does that work yeah Yeah. so i'm i'm gonna play this and then i i I think we can pass a comment or two on um what what he's saying and listen to me very carefully my name is lucas gage i served two tours in iraq I put it in quotes because who did I serve? The special interest who wanted war. How did they get that war? They lied to us. They said Saddam had weapons of mass destruction and he was tied to 9-11. Both lies and we all know it now. Years later, of course. Um, Just to break in there. um, How do you feel about his first statements? I mean, as as far as Iraq goes, um... Uh, well, I mean, there there clearly weren't any weapons of mass destruction there, um, or at least there the the Saddam's chemical uh, chemical weapons there were not um, not what they'd been cracked up to be. Um, well, I, I mean, have, I, 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 I've heard that there were some, um, but it was it it was minimal compared to what they were claiming the. They can strike London in forty-five minutes. The, you know, when I yeah, it, basically what they end up finding was some some kind of leftover stuff. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't anything. It wasn't the sort of large program that had been alleged. And uh, the uh, the neocon lie to get the uh, U.S. into the uh, into the conflict. You, uh... well, I mean, I'm not sure if they. I'm not sure if it was lies per se, or if it was a uh, a large the, the kind of, or it was a lot of groupthink in the intelligence community because it was sort of taken taken for a uh, taken almost for granted that Saddam Hussein was violating the the various arms control uh, sanctions. <laughs> Sorry if you can hear that. My Discord is malfunctioning. <laughs> I could uh, just you just sound really popular, dude. <laughs> so. Yeah, like there's like a self-destruct alarm happening in my Discord right now. <laughs> Usually, stops after a minute. It's all right. Um, all right. Let's uh, let let him go on because he 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 starts to pick up pace. After all the damage has been done, the same I believe is happening with the Ukrainians. The EU, NATO, the US, they don't give a damn about Ukraine. They're using it as a bulwark against Russia because they have an agenda to take out Vladimir Putin. And they're saying, look, the Ukrainians are winning the war. They're pushing here and they're pushing there. That's when Putin has his hands tied behind his back 
in a special operation which is limited in nature. But now that he's annexed these regions, whether you agree with it or not, Putin can unleash the full military might of Russia. Um, thoughts, AW? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, I think that's, that's already happening. Um, so, can, uh, can you, can, sorry, my, my Discord is still malfunctioning on me. Um, I'm going to, you mind if I uh, jump off and then can you, can you shoot me another, another uh, yeah. call invite? Uh, sorry. I can use uh, Zoom really as well. If, uh... No, no D Discord is great. It's just, I, I have to, I have to cycle my Discord because the audio, because I had this notification malfunction. Mm. Yeah, I know the problem, dude. Yeah, sorry, sorry just give me, give me like, give me like thirty seconds here. Yeah, no worries. All right, so, um, like I say, I've I've seen this guy before on a few times. Um, straight talking, I like it. I I have a lot of time for those that have gone through the uh, the military mill as it were um they they do tend to um come out with a more um prosaic view of reality and everything that he's saying is encapsulating what i'm thinking at the moment um i if it wasn't for uh, aw's uh, uh malfunctioning discord um I, I think I think that there's a uh, an agreement uh, as well, and you know, getting to Russia is not going to have its hands tied behind its back anymore, and I'm oh well, I'm concerned where that leads because I don't I don't see NATO positioning in any way to be trying to leave open the door for negotiation so let me let me try calling back aw yo i'm back he, he killed <clears throat> Sorry, how, uh, just leaving the call fixed that weird notification malfunction i had mm. um so I, I don't know if you were l l listening but i was just sort of finishing on the point that um i i'm agreeing with what uh th this guy is saying i think it's paul gage i think his name is but um th th we were left on that the gloves come off because now this is no longer a special military operation these are territories that are now part of russia whole and as a consequence they can step up the pace of the um the conflict but it does that seem fair or yeah i mean i, I think that's already happening the I mean, the, the russians have been i mean yeah, just to, to sort of follow up something I, I addressed last time i was on the stream i mean I, I ran the numbers on what the russian force strength in ukraine is right now and what they're what it's going to look like after all these reservists they've mobilized show up and they're, they're like quadrupling their force in theater and it's going to happen over the next month. <laughs> and so, so my understanding was, you know, even if you took the high end of casualties for the Russians, I mean, 
that their expeditionary force was a hundred and fifty to a hundred thousand men. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, I mean, at the at the start of the operation, I'd say um, in by August they'd drawn they'd drawn that down significantly. Um, although it's it's a little bit sort sort of doing the math of that is a little bit a little bit strange because you have sort of a division between the regular Russian army and the separatist forces. So, but well, that's that's. Yeah, I mean, I, I think between the I think between the Russian regulars and the separatists, it's probably about uh, probably about a hundred thousand. So that's something we're going to look at in a little bit. Uh, Patrick Lancaster report, um, which I found very interesting. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's see what other points uh, a man here has to say. And the Ukrainians have no chance whatsoever. And that's the lie the media is telling you, that they do have a chance. They don't. In fact, the only way Ukraine has a chance against Russia is if they drag us all into the war with them. And you know what that means? World War III. And you know what else? Unlike Saddam, who didn't have weapons of mass destruction, Russia does. And if they're used, it's not good for anybody. Thoughts, A.W.? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I I don't see what the off ramp is here, right? Um, the off ramp for the for NATO for the West, which is that there, which is that NATO, which well, Ukraine certainly keeps on doubling down, probably under the impression that they have an absolutely blank check, um, and NATO has done some particularly like the U.S. and the U.K. have really continued to double down on. You know, very provocative actions in support of Ukraine. Well, um, the, I mean, the off-ramps, to me, once once the gas lines were hit, that was that was the one thing around which they could de-escalate, get gas flowing, get Germany settled, tell, tell Ukraine to calm down. And now it, it's they've taken what would have been russia's best uh, bargaining yeah the the off ramp is the the off ramp as far as de-escalation within within europe and a which would cause a split in nato um has been removed um because the the Nord stream pipelines very conveniently for the very conveniently for you know us and uk and polish interests uh, exploded yeah yeah um there's a Russian, uh, not sorry, an American retired colonel served in Vietnam. Uh, I'm not sure, trying to remember his name, but he, he he's going around and basically saying this is a U. It was a U.S. U.K. operation. Um, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I don't know. I don't know who else. Well, the, I mean the the Russians would have had no reason to blow up their own pipeline they they spent billions and billions of dollars building it they have valves in it they want to shut it off um, the, the only people this benefits are the united states the united kingdom and poland mm. and yeah. ukraine because now now germany doesn't have an off-ramp <laughs> yeah yeah and you know this this feels more and more like the like we're literally in a movie script of of a lead up to a proper sort of I, I don't know if they were to make the day after or um Fred 
again. Did you ever see Fred's the British um, nuclear war movie? Uh, no, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Oh, it's better than the day after, dude. Much, nice. Much, much, much better. Just, uh, and that's not me being biased, being British. It just, it, it's more visceral and uh, uh, more disturbing movie. Um, <laughs> lucky, lucky in the chat is saying uh, it could have been the Jews. Well, look, you can always blame the Jews for everything, but um, I'm, I'm not in this instance. I think, I think very much a U.S. action, and you, you, you've seen it in the politicians. Right, Blinken saying that that this is a moment for. Well, I mean, it's it's extraordinarily damning that you have you know Polish officials coming out hours after the, this this explosion happened and saying you know thanking the U.S. for it and you know the the entire uh, the entire U.S. policy establishment kind of nudge nudge wink winking each other about oh this this is such a like who could have done this mm. right. Mm. And so we've got to we've got to his point that th this isn't helping anyone, and what this is doing is dragging us all into um, a major major conflict in the European theatre. And look, when I, when I was growing up, and it was the Cold War. Every, wow. Uh, every, everything was um, based around war in Europe. Right, that that was the ignition point about World War Three. Right. Um, in my lifetime, I don't remember anything coming close to this. Um, no, this is this is really unprecedented. I mean, I've heard this is this is as bad as the Cuban Missile Crisis, um, and frankly, probably worse because we weren't taking this level of covert action at the time. Yeah, there wasn't an active conflict, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there was reports this week of, you know, them admitting that there are American special forces in Ukraine, um, British as well. Um, I'm, I'm inclined to believe those. Uh, do you, would you have any other... I, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. I'm, I don't have any basis to, don't have much of a basis to to say, you know, whether this is this is definitely happening. But there's there's absolutely a very large number of foreign fighters in Ukraine, um, and like from all over the West, and uh, and yeah, and I would not be surprised in the slightest if there were um, special forces units from you know, formally operating in Ukraine disturbing all right let's uh let's see what else he's he's got to say because i think he just he just about flips his lid in the next uh yeah 40 seconds but especially the ukrainians because who do you think are going to be hit first so if you really care about the ukrainians stop filling their heads up with fantasies stop believing the obvious lies of the west my god the u.s just threw ukraine under the bus about this assassination of dugina true what do you think, they care? They don't care about the Ukrainians. The EU doesn't care, NATO doesn't care, and the United States most certainly doesn't care about Ukraine or anyone else for that matter. The only thing these people care about, these traitors and globalists at the top, are war, profits, and control. That's all they care about. 
Don't fall for the lies. If you truly care about the Ukrainians and the Russians, especially the civilians, you want to talk peace right now. Let's push for peace, not for war. Uh, fair point on his part. Um, I hope saying that cooler heads prevail. Um, problem is I'm not seeing them. I'm not sure who the cooler heads are. <laughs> right, right. Um, everything... Well, uh, I had uh, a another video clip, which was uh, this, no, this young, no, not that, but uh, let's, let's listen to this. Um, I'm presuming, am I, am I sharing the screen? I'm, I'm looking at your, uh, I'm looking at your stream. Is this, this is Alonsky's crazy rant the other day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's short, but um, this, this blows my mind. And this has people all applauding and virtue signaling, and um, I, I, I'm I'm left staggered that this this is considered a um, an appropriate response. Not not calls for peace. Not um, not you know the, when when I were a lad, AW, the, the call used to be we need NATO peacekeepers. Something. Yeah, these days it's, we, we need NATO nuclear weapons. <laughs> <laughs> UN peace. What did I say? NATO peace. UN UN peace, peace. No, no talk about UN peacekeepers. Sort of separating lines. Nothing. So let's let's just have a listen to this coked up um, lunatic. Что повинно робити НАТО? Унеможливлювати застосування Росією ядерної зброї. Але, що важливо, я ще раз звертаюся до міжнародної спільноти, як це було до 24-го. Превентивні удари, щоб вони знали, що з ними буде, якщо вони застосують, а не навпаки. Чекати ядерні it's us. No, no, he's Zelensky has <laughs> taken great measures to avoid put to avoid uh, putting himself in any kind of personal danger during this war. Mm. Like I don't think he's even met his own. I don't think he's ever gone to the front line to meet his own troops ever. Did he? Did he not um, make a trip down there when supposedly they'd taken over Kherson? He made a trip down to Izium, but the appearance he made, he was surrounded by his own bodyguards and he didn't meet any actual Ukrainian army troops, as far as I remember. Mm. Which was the most adventurous thing he's done in war. That's... And, you know, I... You, you I, never see him actually meeting his own army, which is a little bit strange. Well, um... I, I, I would say something about uh, his... Uh, <laughs> genetic heritage... Uh, they're not. They're not. Uh, they don't have a reputation for uh, for having a steel spine. What can I say, W? Uh, let's just catch the last uh, ten seconds of this. But literally, literally calling on NATO to engage in a first strike option. Unbelievable to me. Сказати ах ти так, ну стримай від нас. Переглянути. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, and, and he took a lot of flack from that just for that justifiable, and actually they tried to walk it back later. 
They did. Yeah, that, not very successfully, but they did try to walk it back. Or they have been trying to walk it backwards. happened with the the bridge today? So. Oh yeah, that, that was that was amusing. I'm not sure who it was. The head of the SBU turned around and and took credit for it. And <laughs> a lot of people were just suddenly, hey, hang on a minute. Um, are you really doing this? Because, well, I don't know. What's your opinion? Was it a, was it that truck or, or did something else hit that bridge? I can't tell looking from that footage. I mean, it's pretty obvious it was a pretty obvious it was that truck. Um, it might have been the truck and then the car next and also the car next to it because there was a car that drove up right next to it right beforehand um there's some talk that actually the explosives were in the car and the truck was just full of basically boosters um, um so uh, I, I mean i don't know looking at the explosion it looked very fire orientated any idea what type of explosive that is? Because like Ampho doesn't do that, right? Ampho is very much a um, a cloud. Yeah. So, a a any idea what type of explosive would have done that? Powerful enough to knock the bridge down? Uh, I I don't know. Also, I mean, clearly they had a lot of it because that was a semi trailer. Um, but the the consequences were that. You know, at first they were gloating that they'd taken out the rail lines and the um, the bridge was completely. Yeah, they, they were they were having a good gloat there, and apparently this is still circulating in the Western media that they completely destroyed the thing, and then it, it turned out they only they only dropped uh, part of the road line. And actually, I mean, it, at this time, um, rail and road traffic traffic is reopened, so they're 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 back to using it. They just they're just going to have to rebuild that. Uh, one section of the uh, of you know half the bridge going in one direction. <laughs> and, uh, the direction of the truck was from where? From Crimea to? It was actually coming from Russia. Ah. So this, this was a which because I think most of the security is on the Crimean side, so they they had their they actually built their IED in Russia and drove it in from that side. I mean, it, now the, the crazy thing is, this truck was actually checked beforehand. And they, because there's a there is a checkpoint on the Russian side, and they inspected. Yeah, I, so I've, that's I've seen kind images. of strange. Um, and... which I'm, which I, I'm, I guess I'm. My understanding is it was basically transporting fertilizer, and there wasn't anything too un. There wasn't anything so unusual in it that it got um. Uh, so unusual in it is to flag attention on the Russian side. I mean, I think the, the theory that I think the theory that the it might have actually been a booster for a for another um, for an explosive that was located in the car that was driving next to it at the time actually makes makes some amount of sense. So in in, in this instance, we've got two suicide bombers. Well, I, I think the my understanding is the guy who was driving the truck was a patsy, but there was certainly at least a suicide bomber going on here. Man, they just sink ever lower. Yeah, it, it, it's really it's really disgusting. I mean, the I mean, this is a it's it's a it's a suicide truck bomb. Yeah, like 
that's big. <laughs> the, the same kind of thing you see ISIS using. Yeah, I mean, it, what you, you're just dragging the Middle East mentality <laughs> into what into Europe again. Um, it's uh, it's depressing, dude. Um, and well, um, I I, I find myself. Um, and again, I, I try to be really, really careful about coming off as a um, a Putin groupie. But in, in the last weeks or so, he's he's coming off as the better individual, right? In, in his speeches, um, he's, well, I don't know, he, he, he's speaking my type of language. I thought the, the speech he did um, when they did the annexation um i mean for all the political turmoil that an annexation causes he was um i mean I, i'm just listening to translations obviously but you know there wasn't a a stutter in his voice he he's um yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the um, to, to the to the less great embarrassment, the Russians are coming off as the adults in the room, mm. which is mm. um, a change. Yeah. Well, is it change? in the, the crazy thing? Well, I don't even think it's a change. The, the 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 crazy thing is that we so much of what we do in the West is we operate off of stereotypes about how other countries function. Mm. And there's been this this meme going around that Putin is this great warmonger, and God, he's been he's approached this war in about the most reluctant way possible. Well, um, if anything, they've they've shown incredible restraint. I think I think it was you that said to me that um, uh, you you were surprised to see Russia adhering so closely to the conventions of war whereas yeah i, I mean i i was very surprised from the you know, day one of this war you know because we 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 in the west had thought the russians would just you know go go full barbarian horde here and the russians are fighting a war and i'm like well they seem to be adhering to the geneva conventions fairly closely yes uh, and <laughs> and so in, in, in which case it, who where, where's the boogeyman we were we were sold right and then we then we see things like this out of the out of the out of the uh, defenders of ostensible defenders of democracy mm. Mm. and i i, I just go which, back. which by the way uh, which by the way Zelensky basically has erected a a authoritarian if not totalitarian regime in ukraine at this point he's banned all political opposition yeah like that the man is the man is a law unto himself at this point yeah and well it's it's reached the point of absurdity where now we have um full-on nazis doing tours around the around the u.s supported by the democrats um, yeah as i was disgusted they they invited members of the azov battalion to washington dc to to uh, uh to fate to a uh, feed them right fate them i'm not sure how you pronounce that it's like you, you realize who these people are and what they've done. Yeah, and you know the the thing. That I mean, if, if the United States was following its own laws, we wouldn't be. If the United States was following its own like arms export laws, we couldn't give a bullet to Ukraine mm. because their their military is that dirty. Yep, yep, and 
the same goes for their applications to join NATO and to join the EU. Did you see the clip of him sort of standing there with two meatheads demanding, um, well, immediate immediate um, incorporation into NATO? But, you know, there's supposed to be very strict rules about who can and can't join. And one of those is that you're not engaged in an active conflict. Yeah. I mean, the and this is this isn't the first time I've tried to do it, if I recall correctly. They've been they've been saying this term for a while now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And if, Which, if by, by the way, only only emphasizes that Zelensky is like five, six or something. He's tiny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he why he thinks that the optics of him appearing in public with like two dudes towering over him look <laughs> good or make him look like a leader. I know, but it's uh, well, it, it, everything about this is has an element of clown world to it. Um, it's just tragic that there are just so many people. Yeah, it, it's it's the the tragedy is that like you know. We're probably well over a hundred thousand people having been killed by now, and we're there's still people who think about this war like it's reality TV. Mm. Yep, and again, the virtue signaling is nauseating, and um, you know every every bit of footage that I watch from either side uh, of what is ostensibly industrial warfare, where you you can you can see whole squads get taken out in one go with you know pretty accurate i don't know what 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 they looked at the, the, the cluster munitions often that i seem to see it's not sort of like one shell hitting they seem to sort of pop sort of around the around the area so yeah that's just a, a salvo coming in multiple guns firing and the you know the obviously the big news sort of last week was that ukraine was punching through um russian lines and they were on their way to uh liberate crimea now i've been watching very carefully i'm i'm watching in your your discord i'm watching telegram and i'm not seeing real evidence for that. I'm seeing back and forth around contested, shot up villages, etc. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, basically, what what happened last week was the um, the Russians uh, did pull their lines back a little bit down south in Kherson, um, but they basically pulled out of a they basically pulled out of some farmland, right? Um, and they. So it sort of had to, had to reconsolidate their defense a little bit because the Ukrainians managed, managed to find another couple of brigades somewhere to throw another attack in. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm at this point, everyone's kind of sitting there wondering, like, how many more brigades are the Ukrainians willing to get destroyed? Which, by the way, these were all units that they kind of needed to defend themselves against the Russians earlier. So, so what the Ukrainians have been doing over the last month is they they took all the units that were defending. And they just attacked with them, which created some, you know, which has created a genuine operational crisis. But also now all of those, but also now all of those troops who were previously dug in, well, they've taken enormous losses. 
And so now we're now we're in a situation where the Ukrainians are now are now increasingly getting forced back on the de- onto the defensive with far less with a lot less troops to defend with. Meanwhile, the Russians are moving a ton of troops into theater. So, and, and I mean, the Ukrainians don't have a lot to show for this. They've taken the, the, uh, the way I, the way I put this, they've, they managed to force the Russians out of a couple of the least important areas of the front. And um, with the, well, I've got a clip of, uh, Lysium. Is that how you say it? Um, Lyman, Lyman, Lysium. Well, so earlier in the week, there were um, pictures of, or, or video of Americans sort of turning up on the outskirts of that city saying, oh, you know, we've come through and today that I've, I've got a clip, uh, I'll bring it up, where Russians are basically saying, no, we're back in control. So um, there's there, there hasn't been a there hasn't been the total collapse of Russian lines as was being portrayed in Western media, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that, that, that story in Western media was always, um, yeah, it was always fake and they knew it was fake and they published it. Um, any, any serious analysis would in any, I mean, any serious analysis would indicate that the, the Russians here are nowhere near some kind of military collapse. Uh, and, and I mean, as we've seen with this mobilization, they have a lot of they have a lot of room to ramp things up if they want to. Yes, and um, which begs the question: um, how lo- how long before they're they're being deployed? So, I, let, let me oh, the, 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 the mobilized troops. Um, some of them actually have already gotten to the front, although I think it's just a, a few. I think we'll, we're going to see large numbers of them showing back up and showing up in theater at the end of the month. I mean, that's that's you know six weeks from when mobilization went up. These guys are all veterans, anyways. They don't need a ton of um. They, they don't need a ton of additional training, so they're they're probably going to start showing up in large quantity. Um, I would say around the end of the month. And look, it's it, it, it's fair to say that you know considering the geographic size of um, the Donbass and you know I've heard uh, comparisons that it's the size of and slightly bigger than Portugal and it's a fair I mean it it would seem a fair conclusion to draw that a hundred thousand men if that if that's what they had operational that's a lot of territory for a hundred thousand men to be holding and going on the offensive, yeah, it's a huge amount of territory for a force of that size to be to be dealing with. <laughs> I mean, this is you know World War II levels of front sizes. It's not a and a hundred thousand guys is not a not a World War II size of force. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you used to have. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Brigade sizes back then. But, uh, well, well let, let, let me go. Let me go look up the the battles where the Soviets were throwing the throwing the Germans out of Ukraine. Mm. Um, that that was in the sort of hundreds of thousands, right? That they would just sort of force, possibly millions. Um, I need to go. It might have been north of a million. Let me let me go. Um, take a look at this. 
And so, so well, I mean, whilst you're uh, uh, digging that out, what I'll do is, is I'll find the clip yeah, the, uh... of Lysium. Let's see, the, the Belgorod-Karkov offensive operation, uh, the Soviets had over a million men um, basically attacking between Sumy and Kharkov, which is a pretty small section of the current front. I had a, I had a clip of... I don't know what I've done with it. Oh, that's a shame. Um, but basically a, a Russian soldier in... Lysium saying that they're back in control and um, the well, I, I, again, show, show me where these offences by the Ukrainians are you know, blitzkrieging through and um, wiping away all opposition in front of them and, and especially with what i would consider to be a stretch line across such large large areas of territory Every, everything that i see is like the footage that i've got on the screen right now is um squads getting taken out in um well accurate and heavy fire um, yeah well and i mean the in every time the Ukrainians have pushed lately, they have not brought, they have not uh, destroyed or brought to battle a significant number of Russian troops. Um, the, I mean, the Russians will pull out of an area if they're not, they don't think they can defend it, and they'll go find someplace they can defend. <laughs> and, but where, where there's been fighting, the Ukrainians have suffered a lot. And also, I mean, even just, just you know, trying to move troops forward, their, uh, their air defenses aren't very good anymore. Uh, they're, they're sort of older stock of older soviet systems have been taken out and their sort of shoulder fired stuff is not very not very effective and they're just getting hit every day and this this is a sort of a, a factor of the war that i don't think a lot of people really appreciate that much is the russians have fire have a lot more artillery and, and certainly a lot more aircraft um and they're using that stuff and they're just hammering ukraines with it every day day after day after day so every so yeah, I mean the and which makes it very difficult to mass an attack if you don't have fire superiority because then you're just going to you're going to mass your troops up to attack and they're just going to get slammed with artillery and maybe after you maybe after that you still have enough troops to go forward but a lot of the time they don't. Uh, I found the clip um, I was looking for so. Um... Let's see if I can. So this says report from Krasny Liman. I never know how to pronounce this stuff. Uh, oh, oh yeah, oh, that, that, that's an older clip. Um, that's that's from last month. So uh, I remember seeing that clip. That was that. That's a, that's an older clip. The, the Ukrainians have since pushed in and taken that taken that city, but they haven't moved very far past. Okay. All right. And that that was so they, they were fighting for that city for about three weeks and the ukrainians took a lot of losses uh getting in there to, to the point where i'm i'm very skeptical they'll be able if they'll be able to continue the offensive uh further for uh further past it um well the 
Well, so I guess the I guess the next story that I had, which um, I don't know if you know any more about this, but go ahead. Um, so the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant apparently has lost its remaining external power source due to continued shelling. I'll make the presumption that that's Ukrainian shelling. I don't. I, I'm not convinced the Russians. Mysterious shelling in the area, despite the fact it's occupied by Russian troops. The, the Russians have both occupied the nuclear power plant and are shelling it at the same time. Right. This is this is what this is what our overlords expect us to believe. <laughs> so, um, in a sense, what I understand now has happened is, is essentially we're dealing with a slow, um, slow motion Fukushima. So, in Fukushima, they lost external power, and the reason that the, it, it accelerated quickly was that the diesel backup got flooded. Whereas right now they've got diesel backup for it's either 10 days or 10. It looks like their, it looks like their diesels are operating. They should be able to get external power reconnected. Because um, the, the, sh the Ukrainians shell around this thing all the time. And the, it's, it's, they've, they've had power lines cut before. So it says diesel power for 10 days. Um, now, in, I mean, you'd make the presumption that a fuel truck could get through, but um, if it doesn't, and so what, what, what would your, what did your field manual say about such a situation? Because I am presume it was considered part of the, landscape of war right the, especially especially in somewhere like a european theater where there is all this type of infrastructure i mean as far as dealing with nuclear power plants well it, it i mean actually according to the law of armed conflict you know the geneva conventions um you are supposed to avoid attacks on structures that could contain uh powerful and dangerous forces which is largely dams and nuclear power plants. there's even a protective sign for those those kind of structures um it's i've never seen it used in practice but there is actually a a geneva conventions protective sign like the red cross um for for such facilities um and yeah so they're not really supposed to even be in play but well, as we can we can see here they clearly are <laughs> yeah and well it's uh, another Chernobyl that's going to be much worse. Um, it seems a, as as big or a bigger plant than Chernobyl. Um, yeah. Does it, if it does go, does it just mean that it's impossible to engage in operations around that area for for wherever the fallout's occurring, or? Uh, I mean, I'd say the the odds of I, I don't think the ZMPP is going to melt down. Um, I think they'll they'll get the situation under control. If it if there is a nuclear accident there, because this is a my, um, if I recall correctly, the ZMPP is a, is a pressurized water reactor, so it's it has much better containment than Chernobyl. Um, and because it's been shut down, it would probably actually look more similar to the Three Mile Island accident. Um, or perhaps the Fukushima accident, although I mean, the, the Fukushima accident didn't produce militarily significant amounts of radiation in the, in the immediate vicinity. Well, um, it I, produced... You know what? Pe people still live there, dude. 
Yeah, right. yeah. Like people live there, right? They they moved back in afterwards. And I mean, my my opinion was that they should not have evacuated most of the zone. They did evacuate. Wow, it's, it's, no. it, it, that's just Japan just being um, conservative <laughs> in how yeah. they how they do stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the the amount of radiation released from Fukushima was not really that big, and certainly in, in you know terms of military operations, it wouldn't wouldn't affect a military operation at all um like something like chernobyl certainly would simply because that was you know light immediately life-threatening in some areas but, so, um, so i mean as far as we, we're we're in a situation where these plants are in play and and of course the obvious big news this week is the um the disappearance from observation of the belgorod submarine um and of course the movement of uh I what they're called sermat r sermat r28 their new missiles yeah. um now there was a cup there was a couple of clips that i see i thought were very dubious so there was one that was just um they were saying, "Oh, this is a nuclear train controlled by the nuclear." Uh, nuclear- uh, oh, I remember that. It was that there was the claim was that there was some kind of nuclear train running around. It, it was just a, a normal train transporting military equipment. Yeah, I I, I didn't see but, anything on that. That. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say ninety nine percent of the nuclear scare fear mongering around Russia is isn't valid simply because I, I think a lot isn't valid because well a lot of this stuff is being driven by the west the, the russians don't bring this stuff up mm. like the, the russians very rarely um, the russians have only talked about you know the use of nuclear weapons in the context of a large uh scare campaign by the west mm. well they've, they've made it pretty clear that um if they feel that the the integrity of their borders is under threat uh or an existential threat against the the russian union now the problem is that the actions of the west i would argue have constituted an existential threat to russia um well, well yes but it's it's one which i i think the that there, there, I think there's a great deal of road still left to go. Um, and, and honestly, the, the situation right now is not so bad for Russia. In fact, it's, I'd say I'd argue it's, it's I'd argue the situation right now is strategically and operationally quite favorable for Russia. So yeah. um, I, I really don't think it's going to. Um, I, I really don't think the Russians would would resort to using nuclear weapons if they, in a situation in which they they hold many of the cards. So what what I've seen is. Uh, the panic stories in the, uh, the the Western media that do seem to be sort of playing up that the Russians are going to use nukes, etc. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's a sort of proper. Unfortunately, well, that's the usual quality of reporting we've seen in the Western media throughout this entire war. They're they're, they're fighting a caricature of Russia, not not actual Russia. Oh, uh, by the way, I linked you an, instru- an, a, an article you might be interested in. This is a protective sign for a nuclear plant, all right? How does that? 
science. Oh, there you go. So the three orange circles. Still there, dude? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't realize we were expecting a comment on that. Uh, no, no, no. It's just you, you've gone quiet. So, um, yeah. So it's it's again. This is another breach by Ukrainian forces in the rules of engagement that always always tilts me away from anything approximating being sympathetic to their cause. I, I've I've well, especially at the beginning, the shooting of POWs um, was was very disturbing. And yeah, the, the Ukrainians burned their goodwill with me within twenty four hours. Just yeah. ast astonishing how how quickly that happened. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, we're we're in this bizarre situation where yeah you've got Zelensky calling for first strike demanding NATO first strike um Russian I, I don't know strategic centers I mean but what's his thinking there that what they, they should just saturate the battlefield or they should they should uh NATO should take out Moscow and uh all all their um all their ICBMs what's the I can't. I I I I find it difficult to wrap my head around the thought process of of someone like oh, what's he thinking, right? That 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 comes. I, off. I'm not. I'm not sure he is thinking. I mean, there have been persistent rumors the guy uses a lot of drugs, and frankly, from the erratic quality of some of his public statements, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Mm. And. Well, the, the, the other thing is the easy pass that's being given to these very, um, well, bizarre statements, right? I, 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 uh, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you would think that the you would think that Western media, if they were doing their jobs properly, would uh, would <clears throat> jump on this, right? Would criticize this. Mm. Um well, we, we had today uh, BBC journalists uh, <laughs> reveling, reveling in the uh, memes that were being generated from the uh, from the bridge explosion. And <laughs> I, I think I, I think I might have seen it on your Discord actually. And... Uh, oh yeah, this this entire and the, the thing is, these people are all going to end up eating crow. The the question is what the timeline is they eat crow on. But it's, it's going to be... I mean, this has been such an eye-opener for <clears throat> me personally. I mean, we, we saw this with many previous events. Uh, many previous events where the sort of thought control apparatus just clamps down. But, I mean, the... Uh, seeing it in, in wartime is something else. Well, I, the, the problem with it is, is that it came on the back of like the two and a half years we have had with um, COVID mismessaging. And I, yeah. I, th I think a lot of people were just, uh, eh, hang on a minute. Um, <laughs> what's, what's going on here? And, you know, I, I, again, I'm, I'm convinced a lot of this is about um, them trying to hide uh, what they have been up to in Ukraine. It's obvious that um 
at, at least the Democratic Party um, are heavily involved in. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to. There, there's there's a lot of real funny business going on, and I think and I think there needs to be a genuine accounting of this. Mm. Um, and so far, I've seen no indication that anybody is, is even really starting to ask the right questions. Mm. And it, well, that, so so we had this example. I don't know if you saw the example of uh, Jeffrey Sachs on Bloomberg when he was talking about the gas line. Did you did you see that news report? Uh, oh yeah, I did. I did. I've seen that. The one where he he got on. He was like, "It's obvious the U.S. did this." Yeah. yeah. And I, I've heard from from people I trust that the only the only section of the entire global information environment that thinks that this was some kind of bizarre russian false flag is basically the english-speaking section yeah uh, apparently in germany it's um, in, in germany and particularly among like it, it's well it's very well understood that there was some kind of that this was not the russians mm. um, they're not necessarily pointing the finger directly at the united states but it's certainly certainly uh suggested there was some kind of you know, collaboration of other countries within nato that did did this well, I mean, uh, Putin's speech, the the big one that he did, that was on yeah. that that was after the the gas line attacks, right? A day after, or the same day, and my, you know, when you watch that, it 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 was very clear who he 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 was blaming, right? Because he came straight out and said it's Anglo-Saxons. Um, yeah. so, I mean, I, I, did, did, would yeah, you, I would mean, you the, presume that there would be a, um, tit for tat reaction from Russia? They're going to take their time, but they'll, they'll try and, um, strike back in some way. I mean, clip cables or, um, I mean, they've got. I think that's a good. I think that's a, a good question. I I don't know if Russia is going to do that. Um, I would, if I was sitting in Putin's chair, I'd I'd certainly be be considering doing that very um, very thoroughly. Um, but I, I'm not, and uh, um, and I'm not sure if the Russians are going to uh going to respond directly to that, or if they're just going to. I mean, what what sort of strikes me is the Russians seem to be fair in a they're not panicking. They're not trying to do tit for tat retaliation. Whereas the actions of the West seem honestly kind of panicky because I'm, I'm suspect because these people get the reports from the ground in Ukraine. They get the classified numbers, mm. and I'm suspecting those classified numbers show that, that things are not looking well for Ukraine right now. Mm. And I mean, if the Russians have some big offensive staged up where they're just going to steamroll the Ukrainians, then then all of this, all of these black ops are going to be quickly forgotten. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure if that's, that's what's happening, but the, the one thing I've noticed is the Russians, they don't seem to be panicking. In fact, they're almost to the point where they don't seem to be, that the Russians well, really they, they do they not. They almost seem a bit passive, right? And yeah, they almost seem a bit passive. They're, they're, it's almost like they're, they're ignoring it. Yeah. And it's politically, is is that a good move for Putin? I mean, I well, I'd say politically, it's, it's actually a bad move for Putin because the the Russian public is quite angry right now. 
Mm. Um, but uh, again, if there's, um, I mean, I, I made this point earlier today, but the uh, if in wartime you don't do tit for tat retaliation, you just you just hit the other side with everything you've got all the time. Mm. Um, so the the notion that well we're going to do a do some kind of a a symmetrical retaliation for this provocation, well. I think we're operating under wartime rules now, and the Russians are going to. And the Russians are. I mean, we we know they're moving a lot more troops into theater, and I think the. Um, I, I think that the retaliation to this going to is going to be well, we're we're going to see a lot of pain inflict a, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff happening in Ukraine, particularly towards the end of the month, and it's so, not going to be good stuff in Ukraine. <laughs> my, um. The thing that I'm always surprised at is Russia not leveraging the advantage in air power and the ability to use in theater missiles where they know they know the targets that they would need to hit right for command and control and they they just seem to be laying off that which uh, that that's their rules of engagement from their special military operation and that's gonna disappear or or yeah it... i mean i think that's i think that's accurate they've they've been sort of operating under yeah they've been operating under what i you know the, the special military operation context uh, for the last eight months uh, eight months and um there, there have been some pretty significant changes here in the just the last week which I mean, they indicate to me that's going to change here in the relatively near future. Um, so we'll, we, 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 I mean, honestly, we're just going to have to await developments. Mm. I mean, I think, I think the Russians have certainly been uh, both trying to, I mean, I think the Russians have certainly been looking for a, a diplomatic off-ramp to this war from the beginning. Mm. And they've really from the beginning. And, yeah. they, they, they've had that taken away from them, and that's that just tells me that um, whatever, whatever, or whoever's directing this war, um, I, I, and like I say, I come back to what the, the activities that were going on in Ukraine prior prior to this. I think um, Russia probably has a lot of evidence in that regard, and. Um, they're highly concerned about what it would mean. I mean, it's yeah. it's not conspiracy to be talking about the business dealings of the Bidens in in the Ukraine. It's not, and it's not just the Bidens. It's the um, yeah, and that's not the class. I mean, this this isn't a conspiracy theory. It's all it's all highly documented and should be should be the subject of you know normal rational discussion in in the West as far as what what activities are are you know political elite has been going up to in Ukraine. And, and and it's not part of the Fox News cycle, the Hunter Biden laptops. I mean, I I saw a clip the other day where apparently I, I want to say it was Hunter Biden's business partner, but like Polish sounding name, um apparently went to the FBI and just said, "Yeah, this dude's out of control." And um they've done nothing. Yeah. Yeah, as, as the <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a, a I mean I, I don't want to get too too much into domestic US politics here, but the uh yeah, it's certainly a I'd say it's certainly something that should be 
should be discussed and isn't being discussed. Mm. Um, they, I mean, you see, you see Tucker Carlson talk about it sometimes, but the, the thing is that this should be on you know, walls of wall 24-7 news. Mm. Um, someone says in my chat, Century says, U.S. is carrying out DOD strategy for protracted nuclear war. They've been setting it up for a decade or so. Ah, which is interesting because um, Biden just bought, was it $300 million worth of um, countermeasures for... Yeah, radiation pill, uh, iodine pills. Yeah. Iodine pills. Now, I mean, now I, I've never heard of a, a DOD strategy for protracted nuclear war. Um, yeah, I'm... Well, is, is it protracted I, war skirting the nuclear envelope? I mean... I, I don't know, honestly. It's a that that's now that this is not something I'm familiar with. That was not my department, so to speak. Hmm. But um, well, I, I'm not. Maybe DOD is the wrong um, designation, and it's more the uh, CIA type color revolution planners that are. There, there's a lot of a lot of sketchiness involved here, and frankly, I frankly none of this. None of this seems good, and I, I wish that our, I mean, I wish we could sort of sit down and resolve this kind of stuff like adults. Mm. Mm. And like I say, I... When I, was in the, when I was in the in the army, I always placed a great emphasis on, you know, we're going to, you know, on honor, mm. you know, on you know, integrity. <laughs> and well, I'm not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not seeing a lot of that in the way in, in some of what you know we in the West have been have been, yeah, comporting supporting and, uh, uh, comporting ourselves. Yeah. yeah, and you know, my understanding is is that the reason for having these honor codes and these conventions is that because. It is. It, it can be so brutal, and so you you want to have a. Um, you need that framework, the, right? As odd as it sounds. Yeah, but the way I, I had explained to me was that we. You, the the law of armed conflict isn't for the war; it's for the peace, right? So you can actually restore a peace afterwards, and you don't have war turned to genocide. Mm. Yeah. Right. You don't have any, an an ever escalating cycle of brutality and violence. Um, there's there are there are rules to the game and you play by them and in accord and by this you avoid you know avoid creating generational hatreds mm. um and you um, yeah and, it's, not, it's not going so well when you <laughs> yeah well and if you look at unfortunately you look at uh you look at who the who the people are who have been pushing a lot of this which is american and british decision makers and these are people who don't under i mean I, I, I hate to say this, but I think these are people who don't understand the forces they're unleashing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we're, sure. we're the sort of the sort of offset powers who don't have the experience of the the old the old you know blood feuds mm. that. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, it's, it's, seem to be... it's woke bureaucrats well, and technocrats yeah. who have who have sitting at the levers of control, whereas you know. 50 75 years ago it it was men who had seen conflict and yeah. um, and, and uh, i've said this before but these are these are <laughs> our policy establishment has been projecting their failures onto russia for the last decade plus mm. Mm. yeah 
And so if you have an, an opportunity to, to go after the, go after the Russians while well, these people have, these people blame Russia for, for their own failures constantly. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the slap is as much internally directed as, as it is external. Yeah. And the, <clears throat> well, like I say, the, the incessant blaming of Russia in us, well, particularly Democrat-driven circles has always struck me as bizarre, um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe it was because they realised that they were doing such sketchy deals in the in the region. I don't know, but um, you know, looking from the outside, it certainly seemed a very um, peculiar target to be going after. Right. Um, uh, I mean, uh, well, I mean, it's yeah. I, I, I don't know why they. <laughs> I mean, particularly what we've learned about how you know Russian influence operation, how Russian influence operations actually work, mm. um, namely that they barely exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and look, it's given the choice, right? If um, the you're going to be asked to fight for an ideology, right? You're going to be pick. You 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 have to pick a side. Um, right now, I find myself siding with um, um, the aims and statements put out by the Russians and Vladimir Putin. There's not there's nothing that I hear from the Western side, a that I trust, and b that I believe in because it just um, what are you, what are you fighting for? Globalist, globo homo, convergent intersectionalism. That's just um, the antithesis to what I literally believe. Um, it's it's not inspiring stuff. I'll tell you that. Mm. Um, when you when you sit when you sit here, Biden talking about uh, the need for well. A more woke army. Your your Mike Milley needing to read about um, white rage, and where's where's the uh, where's where's the appeal to the, the the needs of the common man? It's not there. And again, it's the uh, it, it's the fantasies of those technocrats who have gone through. <laughs> subverted institutions and yeah uh, someone just put in the chat yeah. rainbow it's, fascism yeah it's really easy to question what what these what exactly these people are thinking what their end state is right yeah um and and you know in in a half hour 45 minute speech vladimir putin can turn around and you know that that part in that speech where he 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 ta he takes aim at Western culture, and he says that that they're that they've basically turned into an anti-religion, right? If if I'm sort of quoting a, quoting it right, and he he turns around and says, well, it literally looks satanic. They're trying to destroy the the family. They're subverting what it means that you know the fundamental roles that um, we, we we've understood for millennia 
And it's the West that's going around trying to impose this new paradigm on the rest of the world. Well, in in that instance, I've, I find myself in agreement with with Vladimir. Um, and, and, and this is, this isn't to say that I'm not skeptical of uh, brutality in his country for political dissidents, etc. But um, th- the Russians haven't censored me. Western corporations are, who are censoring me, taking away my ability to bank online or use services online. Russians haven't done that to me. So... Yeah, the, 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 and the, the fact that, I mean, increasingly, you know, the fact that, yeah, 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 I, I understand what you're saying. Mark Finch in our chat says, America became Stalinist Russia of 1920. I don't know if it's Stalinist Russia, but... Well, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think we're quite there yet, but, but like, like, like I said earlier, I did, do want to steer a little bit away from domestic American issues, but... No, but it's not just America. There's a there's a there's a woke ideology that permeates Western Western institutions, and you've seen this with you know at at the beginning of uh, the conflict with Ukraine, like NATO put out a promotional video where, um, but literally there were there were people wearing like rainbow dog tags, and about how inclusive um, our uh, military fighting forces are right now. Um, yeah, I mean, the question with that is, well, well, first of all, who is this aimed at? I, I'm half convinced half this stuff that gets put out is aimed is aimed. Well, it's aimed internally. It's aimed at the true believers, right? But yeah, it, it, and then you look at who's actually doing the fighting in Ukraine, right? Hmm. What what is what does the Ukrainian army look like? And well, it's a bunch of it's a well, depending on the segment of the Ukrainian army, there's there's either <laughs> either it doesn't look like that. I'll put it that way. <laughs> mm. And you know the inherent contradictions of um, eulogizing Bandera National Socialism when you try to raise a, a, an inkling of nationalism under any normal circumstances in the West, you're pilloried and you're... Um, these people will, will sing the praises of Stephen Bandera all day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- 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 I've, got, I've got another clip I wanted to um, uh, show you. Um, this is... Um, this is from Patrick Lancaster. And... Um, it's it's a couple of minutes, and he's he's gone to the front um, near Kherson. Um, he's speaking to a Russian guy who's I don't know if you've seen this clip or not. And well, I think I have. I watch him occasionally, but not that frequently. Uh, to, to be honest, I find him a little difficult to watch because um, I'm not sure what that accent is, or um, I just find him a bit jumpy. He is a little bit. He's energetic. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, is he energetic. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it's like he's running at a thousand RPM all the time. And he could just, he needs a chill pill. But uh, yeah. let, let me play this, right? And it's, it's, it's going to lead into 
what the um how to describe this so the the, the tit for tat exchange between the so these are dpr troops these are not russian troops and they're talking about how well dug in that the um the ukrainians are and it's then going to lead into um accusations of um bio warfare so There's a lot of drugs and syringes. Look, in war zone, um, if it's me, uh, I'm going to be injecting all types of steroids and um, anabolic anabolic compounds just so i've got more bits of body to blow off should i uh should i get here i'm not i, I i'm not so um so surprised about things like that um but it goes on from well you know th there's a question here about what constitutes chemical warfare if the other side is um using um drugs for um oh, yeah. I've heard plenty of uh, reports. I think they're sketchy reports, and not what I would call good reports. But there, you know, that, that there's there is a lot of drug use among Ukrainian troops in this world. Mm. Yeah, just nasty stuff keeps you going. Yeah, um, you know that. Uh, what was the one from the middle? Of Captagon. Yeah, yeah Captagon. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure necessarily that's something similar. Yeah, sort of meth type drugs. Um, you know, I mean, personally, I would try to avoid that. But ha, I think like the old steroids, I'd be uh, just uh, just to make sure that uh, there's extra bit of meat there when those uh, bits of shrapnel shred me. Just an extra layer of protection. Они в ВСУ или правосектор или АЗОВ. Нашивки кто-то снимает специально нашивки, не держит при себе. I don't know if it's some kind of experiment. So again, sort of alluding to um, what could have been going on in the labs uh, in Ukraine and uh, hundreds of millions of DOD dollars. Вот. Ну, um, the best evidence that I've seen is that um, there were experiments run by, let's say, private corporations on mental patients of, you know, in in an environment where they could cut corners with clinical testing. 
Now, th- what was the nature of those drugs? I don't know. Um, but, you know, a- a- anything that can sort of blunt function, um, increase drive, um, all-, all of these would be of uh, interest. And, I mean, it's look, it's something the U.S. does constantly. Like, modafinil is part of your... Um, your kit, right? As far as I understand, especially uh... Uh, as far as um, as far as I'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Just as far as what the what the U.S. military actually specifically actually specifically. Well, actually, actually, I, I, I can tell you, because I've, I've, I've never, never gotten, gotten, like, now, now I understand, understand, I was a line guy, right? I've never, never a special forces soldier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was, I was never, never sort of involved in that, that kind of, uh, that kind of thing. But I, mean, I, I never got any kind of special pill packs um, while I was, while I was in the army. No, uh, no diabinol or, uh, any, any steroids? Bulk you up. No. <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 there's things you hear, but there, as far as what that's, that's being done, the, I mean, that, 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 that kind, kind of stuff is done in the regular army. Is it tested for? Yeah. yeah they, 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 in, in fact, fact you, you get, get, you get piss tested. Um, um for, for steroids. Steroids, yeah, they, they, they screen for steroids. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I can talk, talk to you offline about some, about some, some, uh, yes, some nuances of that, but as far as, <laughs> as far as, um, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the army, army does your analysis and actually has a pretty tough drug policy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, generally that was my understanding, but you know, I don't. I heard <clears> so I much about Ukraine. I think the more, um, but what well, one. U.S. US Army drug policy doesn't apply to the Ukrainian army. And two, uh, the, um, I mean, I think the more, the more concerning thing almost is, I mean, you want to talk about you know, medical experimentation in the military is, well, I mean, you saw they broke the over the COVID vaccine. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they put out 10%, 10% of the reserves got kicked out because they wouldn't take it. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. At a time we can't recruit. Yeah, and you've got this issue of the them hiding adverse events in the yeah, the, yeah it's a shocking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all very, very very sketchy and, and very concerning. And you know, I was I was under the impression that after the first Gulf War, they made it that you, you could refuse um vaccines or other interventions that they that they would give you they they wouldn't force because there was a lot of talk about the anthrax vaccine being causal to gulf war syndrome and uh, man it, it, I, I need, need to remember, remember i don't think, think they, they ever gave me much of it. they didn't give me much of a choice um i i, I God, I, got, I got, got the anthrax vaccine, and I might have had, had the option of... I, I thought it gave me the opportunity to opt out of getting it, but I, I got it anyways. Okay. But that, that was a while ago. How did you feel afterwards? Uh, anthrax wasn't bad. Um, 
I mean, it, 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 it was, was actually, I'd say, not. I don't, I don't think, think it was like a flu shot, honestly. Mm. Uh, I, I know you. Uh, how did it compare to COVID? Um, <laughs> I was talking about, about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, here he says, right, that, that the side from Avadikva. Large bottles often explode in the air, forming clouds when the wind is on us. So people start to get very sick and diseases are just not in the form of a cough severe bowel problems, high fever, cough, etc. So that that's a, a direct accusation that um, Ukrainians are using biowarfare agents on on the yeah, battlefield. And, and honestly, so, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Um, they, they have the there's certainly a lot of improvised chemical agents you can put together and they did have that and the so, so an artillery shell that contains an agent um I, I'm, my presumption is is that they must be like light steel and somehow have to <laughs> come apart such that they don't well, usually the, um, in fact, usually, usually if my my knowledge of biowarfare munitions uh, serves here usually what you see you know, an aerial bomb or it can be very thin skin or actually probably like a rocket projectile which would wouldn't require the, the thick skin the sort of burst explosive burst recharge mm. and then it just sort of they sort, sort of have a rig so it can sort of come apart in midair and then Disperse contaminated materials onto the battlefield. Mm. Um, they use things like feathers or sawdust, ticks, mm. um, just sort of whatever can, can sort of carry that agent. Well, I mean, ticks seem to be a big, um, a big focus, uh, not only in Ukraine, um, but we know uh, the Ditra and um, I, I'm not sure so much DARPA, but. Um, ticks have been a huge area of focus, and I've been reading. What's that book, Lab Two Five Seven? I haven't finished it yet, but it's a fascinating look at the the what is that? The Plum Harbor Plum Island, yeah. Plum Island. How how Lyme disease started like just across the bay from there? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is something that um, people don't really grasp, which is that um, biological warfare isn't just aimed at human beings, but crops, animals, um, uh, agriculture. Yeah, yeah it, can it can be, be absolutely, absolutely devastating. devastating. I mean, you see, I mean, you, you, you see, see what happens when bird flu goes through chicken flocks. Mm. Yeah. I think I saw a report that some bird flu out of everything going around. We've just, we've, we've, we've euthanized. Like, God, we got to destroy 100 million chickens. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I often wonder how how much that's necessary or if it's overkill. Um, but the... 
don't mind saying you're echoing. Um, yeah, crypto cloaker. Yeah. That the echo should be sorted now. I just um, I had it. Black or was that me? No, it, it's my end. I I have a switch so that if I play something, <laughs> you can hear it. But if I leave it on, then you get a bit of an echo. So um, yeah, uh, I, I hope it's gone away now. It should be gone away, folks. Um, and if it's still like away, I can go get my headphones. I'm I'm just. <laughs> No, no, no! It's not you. It's uh, it's it's me. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this this was a classic uh, use of incapacitating agents, and this was by the Russians. Um, and this oh, is yeah, the, um, the theater. <laughs> yeah, the theater when they just gas the place and yeah, fentanyl. Yeah, God, that, that was what they used was fentanyl. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's cold. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can I can understand the thinking, right? I mean, it's a generally it's an enclosed space. You've got you, you don't know where bad guys are, and um, it, it, you know if you can get something in there that's odorless and um, has a quick incapacitating effect. The problem the problem is you don't know who's standing right next to where the the gas is being pumped in versus you know who's at the end of the corridor and it's just going to get the uh who the, gets the lethal dose and who doesn't who doesn't get yeah. incapacitated yeah. it's uh yeah it's ugly and well just incapacitating agents is just this very very disturbing well i would say gray zone but it, it's a very wide, encompassing area of uh, chemical and biological warfare that they just use as a um, as an excuse, literally, to get away with well, ongoing, quite frightening programs. And you know, again, I'm convinced that SARS-CoV-2 fits the definition of an incapacitating agent. Um, you're seeing that right now. I mean, I had a, a, a report ready to go um, today where the, the rates of infection in children are increasing and the children are being left with, you know, they physically they recover, but their brains are not recovering. And they're being left with a lot of neuropsychiatric <coughs> disorders and... Um, and then when when there's a sort of lead out time from initial exposure to these other emergent symptoms they're all they're all getting labeled as sort of non covid and you know i just i just wonder um i just wonder how much how much how much the release of SARS-CoV-2 was part of the war planning for Ukraine, because I I just I just see them interlink so much, and you know was the idea to incapacitate Russian troops? God, I mean I, I don't even know. Well, like I said. My understanding is that's 
that was much more China aligned. And I mean, because it, oh, it's been what two years? More than two years? Mm. God, it's been two and a half years. Two and a half um, years, yeah. Watching the world change. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's quite. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that SARS COVID two could could have been at least directly linked to this. Um, well, so there's a, simply because it's taken so long. There's a report that um, the U.S. was supplying to, I forget which lab it was in Ukraine, but one of them, and three months prior to the outbreak of COVID-19, there's um, itineraries and paperwork which points to um, a mention of COVID-19 in their in their working working manuals and again um i i looked into it um it didn't seem to be a post post covid change it did seem it 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 seems original to the paperwork and you know i I don't trust anything that these people have been up to in that in that region and in this domain. And the same organizations are involved, the same um, DOD programs, this uh, everything. And it, it might it, look. There's a possibility that SARS was circulating much earlier than they led on. And they, it might have been an attempt to frame China. Um, I, I don't. When I first started doing this, I would have been very skeptical of such a claim. But the more I've had to look at this data, the the harder it is for me to dismiss um, those claims. And you know, was there? Well, we know that Fort Detrick was shut down in the summer of 2019 because of supposed leaks. Um, there was the strange um, vaping illness. Which I mean, the vaping yeah. showed up and then didn't then disappear immediately. Well, the, the, but the issue with it is, is that its symptoms are virtually identical to COVID. And there's a... How would you say... There's a very strange reluctance to go and check those bodies. And to me, were I in charge, it would be the first thing that I would do. Because it was so unusual. And, you know, it, it might not have been related to vaping. There's some theories and evidence which says that maybe the... Vapes were laced with um, these mRNA type particles. Again, there's so many unknowns right now, and perhaps there's some really dark and nefarious programs. And and again, I would point to the same organisations being involved in Ukraine as um, around SARS and. Who, who knows, man, that if they pulled the trigger and um, they're, they're scared of getting caught.
And so oof, we, we now find ourselves waiting for nuclear reactors to melt down and um, the West trying to goad, <laughs> goad Russia into launching, into launching, well, at least tactical. What's the difference? Tactical is battlefield, right? And strategic. Yeah. Uh, uh, strategic uh, is much smarter stuff. Yeah. I, I was good. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, unfortunately, it's scary times we live in. Yeah. Hate to say it. it. It's scary times we live in and there's a lot of, um, and yeah, it used to be, it used to be being a, you know, I mean, <laughs> people used to call them conspiracy theories. Nowadays we just call them spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. It's... But it, it, it in any event, here I actually need to um, hit, hit to uh, hit the hit the jump off. I actually do need to get about my day here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh, the the stream uh, the stream time warp uh, in the other yeah. day. I mean, it, it, it's a thing. It's great talking to you. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, any any time, and uh, I I've, I imagine over the coming weeks there'll be a lot more a lot more uh, crazy to be sifting through so uh, look yeah, we, I mean, we should I, catch up off, I, offline anyway and uh absolutely um go go for, i've got got some stuff to go through with you anyway as well yeah, yeah I, I do need to talk to you offline so um but yeah i'll, I'll uh be see, i'll be seeing you and uh take it easy and uh good good luck with the rest of the stream i'm not sure how long you're planning on going for oh uh, it's weekend i can drag on for bloody ages all right dude you have you have a You've got the gift of gab. <laughs> ah, so they say. <laughs> you have a good weekend, bro. You too. Take it easy. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, right. So um, I'll just catch up with the chat real quick. Um, they gassed the place with fentanyl. Yes, they did. You can see it here. Um, <laughs> where is it? Uh, Russian special police units resorted to using an incapacitating gas based on the drug fentanyl to end the crisis. <laughs> All the Chechen militants were killed and most of the civilian captives survived. But the uh, while the operation was largely a success, at least 117 of the hostages died from the effects of the gas. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um I had some uh, top quality uh, keynote. Oh, look. Uh, I don't know if I can show this, but uh, very cool. Rena with uh, Dr. Erso. Very cool. <laughs> uh, right. So, um, yeah, I had uh, some top quality uh, keynote. Uh, horn solo uh i'll get back to you after uh, i finish the stream i'm happy to speak to anyone um if they'll have me on their uh on their show um and there's a whole bunch of us uh, uh insurgent scientists and um uh, well i'm happy to say uh wmd wmd marines shout out to uh charles rixie um i know he's busy right now um what was I? What was I looking for? Oh yeah, the uh, the top quality kino. <laughs> this is great. Where did it? Where did it go? I got to play it. I got to play it just for because uh, mentioning Chechens and uh, Chechens have turned it around. Uh, 
They've turned it around. Where is it? Come here. Come here, you. Where'd it go? It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Nearly, 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 nearly. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Scroll up. Load. Yes, here we go. <laughs> I loved it. I loved this one. Um... Chechens are coming. Where's me, uh... Hello, Akbar! <laughs> uh, um, I'm, I'm gonna pay for watching, uh, war porn. Alright, what did, what else did I have? I did, uh, I did most of the tabs I had with, uh, old AW there. Uh, Poland, uh, in talks with, about hosting nuclear weapons, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> I'm sure... Russia's going to be real happy about that one. Um, yeah, the uh, Zaporozhye uh, nuclear plant uh, close to melting down. We've done the bridge, um, done this. Uh, so it, look, if I if if it wasn't for AW, I would think that this was uh, current. But um, old AW, he's up on uh, he's up on everything uh, Ukraine. Um, I think I'm inclined to agree with him that uh, all these offensives are a um, bit of a damp squib. Um, and what was this one? Oh, Rotten Politics. Shout out to Rotten Politics for uh, this. So, um, again, who's speaking sense? Uh, it's the... Uh, it's the in the European Parliament. The war in Ukraine is quickly escalating into a wider horror. And from what I can see, practically nobody in this chamber is doing anything to prevent it. In fact, most people seem to get off on the fact that it's escalating. And at this precise moment, of course, as usual, the voices challenging the rush to war are attacked and silenced, smeared as traitors, cronies, Putin puppets, Kremlin stooges, Russian ages. Frankly, it's pathetic. And I don't... Uh, if that's what they're calling us, then so be it. Um, if uh, if it means not having to uh, engage in calling parents parent one, two and three, uh, I'm on their side. 
I don't know. I'm not fighting for any Western values. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't align with mine. My my boys aren't going to go and fight for uh, for global homo. My boys. My boys are going here. They're going with Ramzan. Go on, Ramzan. Do it again. Tell us. Tell us. Come on. I'm with those guys. <laughs> trad. I want, uh, if, if, if I'm going to live under tyranny, trad tyranny, not global homo tyranny. <laughs> That's what I say. And uh, you, you gobby Irish woman. Come on, tell it to us. Don't make the comparison lightly, but the crudeness and cynicism of these slurs coming from mainstream EU parties might as well have been written by Herman Goring, who infamously said that even though people never want war, they can be brought to war with threats and smears. He said, all you have to do, tell them they're being attacked, denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing their country to danger. It works the same every way. Where he led, you are following. This House should be ashamed of this debate. Words are being twisted, meaning subverted, and the truth turned on its head. Opposing the horrible madness of war is not anti-European. It's not anti-Ukrainian. It's not pro-Russian. It's common sense. The working class common of sense. Europe have nothing to gain from this war. Yeah, and it's, look, man, the working class in Europe, and I consider myself working class, have got nothing, nothing to gain. This is just a rich man's gain. Your government loves you. And everything to lose. And I find it laughable that those calling for arms to Ukraine never call for arms for the people of Palestine or for the people of Yemen. Unlike you, I oppose all war. I want it stopped. I make no apology for that and I'm not going to be scapegoated and labelled for it either. Uh, well said that, Ben. And uh, shout out to Run Politics for uh, making it look very cool. Uh, let's see. Jenny Simon says, I think we're in a war with the machines. We just don't know it yet. I think the machines can breach the safety protocols and cause disaster like Transformers movie. Maybe the claiming nuclear device was set off and that's why everyone is getting cancer when all along. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. In any court of justice around the world, they'd be innocent. Yet we know they're guilty as fuck. Yes, uh, we will have a... Guilty won't play. Meh. All right, I'll do it. Guilty. 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 Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, 
Papakoon is staying with us some more. Aye. Uh, what if the machines are causing the safety protocols and systems to malfunction and cause biolab leaks? All of a sudden, we've got highly mutated monkeypox, adenovirus, hepatitis, enterovirus, polio. Um, I would say the those lists there probably opportunistic infections from uh, the medical camp measures that have been used. It does not end until the Antichrist appears. We're in a spiritual war, not just earthly. Uh, well, I'll just uh, refer to the Hadith. Um, where is it? Um, wait. Apparently... The end times, uh, um, I can't read this out. Are we, I used to in the past, I used to in the past, but, uh, I, um, I'm trying to stay up on YouTube, trying to stay up on YouTube, um, but uh, apparently in the Hadith, uh, Judgment Day will not come until the Muslims. I disavow that Hadith, those uh, filthy, filthy jihadists. How dare they? How dare they be so rude? About our Matt Sophie in Cousins. Uh, let's see. Kentucky Truth Summit. Uh, a link from... I, I might have played this one earlier. Digital IDs, digital currencies. Right, Richard Erso. Yeah, uh, well worth watching. Uh, let's see. Who's tonic on Odyssey. Remember that CIA operation where they hacked the Iranian nuclear plant and caused the centrifuges to spin wrong? Uh, I don't think that was the CIA. I think uh, Mossad was your, uh, was your, how should we say, uh, guilty party. Uh, let's see. All thanks to uh, Armchair Warlord for coming on. Yep. I tried to get you an interview with James Dellingpole for an intermediary, but heard nothing back. Ah, never mind. Charles Rixie at Prometheus Shrugged. Salute to Charles. Uh, let's see. Is it Ramstein's new video? No. <laughs> Kadirov-based warriors. Yes. Look, man. I'm going to fight with them. <laughs> Fuck NATO and their rainbow dog tags. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. I'll make sure my boys don't either. Oh, yeah. Um, check out uh, AW's novel, The Maiden's War, The Griffin and the Dragon. You can get it on uh, Amazon. Thank you for putting the link, Marty. Uh, nice captured N-Laws. Uh, were they? I was I was thinking that. Were they N-Laws? <laughs> it looked like it. <laughs> or if they just copied them. Uh, let's see. Kadyrov said his three teenage sons are on the front lines. Uh, I've got two books left to read in the Dune universe. Thou shalt not make a machine in the likeness of human mind. Okay. Um, they aren't the real Chechens of yesterday. Yeah, all they do is TikTok all day. <laughs> uh, Mike says, make a donation to a, a name a mouse rat for the next lab experiments. Links below required. Ask Doc. Yes, we've got uh, one rat. Um, 
Majestic was the name, or wait, what was the name? Find out real quick. Um, Miracle. Miracle was the name of the first rat, and uh, Jana was the first one to step up with a rodent. Um, maybe I'll show the poster that I was um, that I've put together um, because because um, doing some investigation into how to do these rodent projects, um, I found. I found, let's do this, Dropbox. Come on, spin up drive. There we go, posters. No, I might have mentioned it already. Uh, let's do Social credit scores, this is where we're headed. It's not, it's not far behind. So we don't feel it here, but I can tell you. Um, yes. Uh, so if we go down here and have a look, um, there's a whole bunch of uh, cool ma uh, rat models. Diabetes, obesity model, high blood pressure model, colorectal cancer prone model. Nice. Uh, let's see. Um... Yeah, you can buy Doc Kev a coffee, make Gidi Bakshi sing. Um, if you give a dono, there's been a couple of donos today. Uh, let me just uh, bring them up. Come on. Damn, my internet's slow today. Uh, so we've got free. So that means I've got free stingers to use. I'll use this one. So the first one... Um, looks like a buy me a coffee and I'll see if it says who Bing. Um, I don't know uh, oh no that was a couple of days ago so no, this is today uh, I want to say shout out to um, someone in the Bay Area you can have a uh <laughs> you had enough and uh let's see we had another one where was that from uh, looks like uh new zealand uh shout out to new zealand you can have uh, this one. I'll do uh, what's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a legit scientist. All published and shit. She. <laughs> that one cracks me up. All right. Um, uh, Jack Burton, yeah, they already had stamps ready of the uh, bombing of the Kirsch Bridge. Um, fucking assholes, man. I mean, it's a top-tier troll, but... 
Um, anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, English subtitles for women speaking English. Yeah, but with the uh, with the doubling brogue. Let's see. I've been making videos and putting them on my YouTube channel about this illness. Got tired of peeps pushing agenda that only the vax get ill. I am unjabbed. Yeah, again, this is a sort of binary thinking that people get into. And um, I'm, uh, how should we say, I, I try to warn about both sides. Um <laughs> He sent all the husbands and sons of the women who protested in Grozny to the front lines too. <laughs> uh, colorist. Wow. Uh, hey, uh, Alexander Grable just subscribed. Thank you, sir, for uh, building up my uh, YouTube numbers. See how long I can keep this channel. <laughs> I'm determined to keep it. It's it's bloody hard to build up those subscribers. You get to that thousand mark and boop, they nuke you. Uh, colorist, I had a question for you. What was the chair that you recommended? I've I've had this chair now a year, and um, I've just come to the conclusion that I'm too I'm too big boned for it. It's meant for tiny. Uh, it's meant for tiny Asian, Asian backsides, and um, <laughs> I'm sure the chair you recommended would be uh, far more better suited to uh, uh, fat. Fat west of backsides. Based Irish bird. Yes. If we talked as passionately about peace as we did war, none of this would be happening. Yes. Very, very good point, Aurora Storm. Uh, when the Treaty of Lausanne is up in 2023, what will happen? I don't know. Uh, Danger Mouse in the chat. See you, bro. Uh, Lance Rebo says, Kev, how dare you go live without me knowing? I sent out the alerts. What can I say? Did the emails come through? Let me check. Maybe they didn't. No, they did. And um, what I will do is remind everyone, uh, if you use StreamFags GayPal link, uh, you can use your PayPal. Um, just put your amount there and GayPal will take your money. Um, and let's go back to this. So... Did that, did that. Um, see if I, can, I might have to do a whole stream about this. Uh, where's the uh, chat gone? Uh, Kadrov says sending teen sons to Crane. Ramzan Kadrov, such a Chad. What Chad? Uh, Chechen leader Ramzan Kadyrov, an ally of Russian President Vladimir Putin, said on Monday he was sending all three of his teenage sons, 14, 15 and 16, to Ukraine frontline. 14, Jesus, that's a bit young. <laughs> I hope he's just uh, running messages back and forth. It's time to prove themselves in a real fight. I can only welcome this desire, Mr. Kadyrov wrote on Telegram, posting a video of the young boys firing missiles in a shooting range. Soon they'll go to the front line and be on the most difficult sections of the contact line. He said Akmat, Eli and Adam had been trained for combat almost in their youngest years and insisted he was not joking. The video showed the boys in camouflage clothing and dark glasses on tanks, guns strapped to their waist, shooting rocket launchers and machine guns. All right.
Uh, I have to say, they still look a bit young. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Could I do any better? I doubt it. Uh, let's see. Nancy Drew says, guilty guillotine. Um, okay. Uh, Chris, good to see you. Glad you're back home. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Crystal Shaman, so glad you didn't with horror stories. Yep. Uh, hear a lot of horror stories. Um, yep. Mossad. Uh, I'll shoot you a DM at Danger Mills. Protests in Iran. Press thinks Iran will fall. Yeah, they always say that. To that I say, God will come like a thief in the night. So maybe the Antichrist is already here and you don't know it. Maybe. Maybe the Antichrist is uh, Zelensky. Uh, let's see. Those little buggers can't hide from us. We'll have live streaming soon. Um, yes, indeed. Um, we'll see some big moves this week. Um, Cadroff boys are not shooting blanks either, making babies. What? They're already making babies at 14. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's see. Oakening says, uh, glad you fought for life. Didn't let them bully you into the grave. Yep. Jack Burton says, Stuck's Networm. Yes. I think that was, uh, some, uh, Jew, uh, wizardry. Uh, some say in-laws can act like outlaws for those who it applies to. Maybe. Um... Why white, though? Um, Sprague Dawley rats are white. I mean, you get hooded rats, which are black and white, but most lab rats are white. Um, we need a fat Angie rat model, but we do have a fat Angie. Fat Angie. <laughs> I forgot about that picture. And, of course, Fat Peter. Fat Peter. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. McCann Dojo for all important links. Yes. Don't uh, uh, forget, stream fags and gay pal. I'll mention it all the time I can. Um, let's see. If I buy a rodent, can I name it Coolio? Yes, you can name the rodent whatever you want. Um, it's 500 bucks per rodent. If I donate through BMAC, will my Tel Aviv IP address show up? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't care if you're from Tel Aviv. Uh, let's see. Doctors or assholes in general? Ah, maybe. Um, email came through here. That's good. Um, uh, Pedro, Pedro. Oi, oi, borough boy. Good to see you. Uh... Um, yeah, these are basal ganglia seizures, and um, look uh, exactly what you predict from uh, SARS-CoV-2. Uh, colorist, don't forget to tell me the name of the chair. Begins with H. Uh, listen to the Doc Pedro. Look at every unit of sin and ask if you really need it in that age of preogen. Look, man, I'm still a sinner. <laughs> Every day, every day I'm sinning with something. I'm a fallen man. Uh, let's see. That's disgusting, Fat Angie. <laughs> yes. Uh, Pissed Offerman says, I sent you five lattes. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see. 
it didn't it didn't come up today. You must have sent it another day. Um, let me just check this. All right. Uh, Herman Miller Aaron. Thank you, colorist. Um, Doc, you're a saint to me. Um, ah, look, man, I'm just, uh, just a dude, just a dude screaming in the camera, telling you, you're in hybrid war. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out. Because there's all sorts of predators about. Um, I've got a bunch of other stories, but I've been streaming now. Oh, good for four, three, four hours. Uh, what did I have? A bunch of SARS stuff. I'll save that for another day. It's weekend stream. I'll uh, I'll maybe stream some uh, UFC in the uh, in the dojo. All right, uh, I'm um, gonna call it a day. Thank you very much for listening. And again, if you want to. Um, for bigger butts, the steel case seat too is nice and not as pricey as Herman Miller cases uh, chairs. All right, I'll keep it in mind. This one, this one is awesome. I'm just too wide for it, so I tend to sit on the plastic rails on the side. Um, but it is, you know, it's been a good chair for a year. But what role do vaccines, in particular mRNA quasi vaccines, play in the mutation rate and mutagenic? change the virus to be more specific is it possible for new variants to have emerged from immune compromised individuals or vaccinate transfected immune compromised individuals obviously Gert van der Bosch has been very strong opinion on this I'm wondering where Dr. McCann stands um, I think Gert van der Bosch has been calling it from the beginning um, I could see that he meant business straight away I've been a big fan of his uh, right from day one so um, if Gert van der Bosch says it I'm likely to agree with it um, I just sent a gay pal too. <laughs> okay, let me check. Let me check. Uh, maybe it takes a little time to to come through. I don't see it yet. Not yet. If it comes through, um, well, I'll I'll give you a. I'll give you the new one. This one. For sending a gay pal. I'll do a... What's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a legit scientist. It's all published and shit. She. <laughs> Alright. Uh, errands are the best. Do not skimp. Alright. Uh, take care, folks. I will see you in the next one. And shout out to Armchair Warlord for jumping on impromptu like that. Actually adding some expertise to my uh, Ukraine ramblings. And, uh, well, I think to go out, we should just have a bit more of... Uh, where's Ramzan gone? Where is he? <laughs> What is? Uh, what? Ramzan, come here, Ramzan. Chechen leader threatens twenty women detained at anti-war rally in Chechnya. Their children and husbands. To be <laughs> That's what a what a badass. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, I really feel bad. I just want. I just want uh, Ramzan. Ramzan, where you gone? What time? Yeah, yeah, we'll do this one more time. <laughs> for all the for all the ladies got their son sent to the front. Just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that law line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking paper. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these papers. No fucking vaccine or MRI. Whatever fills you want, fucking blood, blood, never! I will fucking die! Fucking praying for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers! All that fire, this guy.